What's up? This is Morgan from Kitty, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John. In this episode, we're going to take a look at the Steel City Music Festival, which will be happening on August 12th at the Chess Arena out in Cheswick, PA. You can get the entire lineup at myspace.com forward slash Steel City Music Fest. To give you some of the highlights, though, Asking Alexandria, Born of Orias, Kitty, Stick to Your Guns, Impending Doom, Evergreen Terrace, and many, many more. To get you in the mood for the show, Aaron had the opportunity to sit down recently with a member of the band Kitty and do a little one-on-one interview. So before we get into that interview, we're going to play a song from Kitty, uh, one of their bigger songs. This is a song called Funeral for Yesterday. gentlemen welcome to the show tonight we have morgan lander of the band kitty with us tonight we're going to be talking to her about the current tours they have going on with the thraction burn tour as well as their latest album in the block so morgan how are you doing tonight i'm doing really good actually uh just hanging out on the old rv and waiting to play awesome so um how um how's it been going the last couple days i understand you've had some um (laughs) struggles (laughs) <laughs> this whole entire tour has been a tour bus trouble, to be quite honest with you. Um, yeah, we definitely, um, we've missed a few shows, unfortunately, on this tour, just due to, um, uh, I guess, you know, bus problems, um, various things, you know. I guess the bus that we that we had uh, rented was kind of on its last legs anyways, and everything decided to kind of go all at once. Um, and unfortunately, um, the, the, I guess maybe the last four days we spent... Um, at various truck stops, like just kind of sitting around all day, no air conditioning, sleeping in, in the heat. And, uh, you know, we were stuck in Florida and we were stuck in Texas. And yeah, there's been all kinds of fun stuff happening. But we actually have a new vehicle now. So everything is all good. And hopefully all of our troubles are behind us and we can finish out the next week and a half of the tour uh, in uh, air conditioning bliss. Oh, that would be great. Wow, I can't, I can't believe that. That's, you know, I guess that's the life on the road, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's you never know what's going to happen. A new adventure is always around the corner, believe me. <laughs> wow. All right, so Kitty was formed in 1996. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is correct. And now, and it was you and your sister Mercedes, and she plays drums, mm-hmm. and she was in 12, and you were 14. Yes. Okay, so here here's my big question. Um, like my goddaughter is 12 right now, and it's really mm-hmm. kind of puts it in perspective for me. How did you girls at that such a, such a young age get into playing metal? Um, well, I mean, to be quite honest with you, we were just kind of uh, we wanted to do something fun and different. Um, 
I mean, we, we were already sort of emulating the, uh, our, uh, some of our, um, I guess, rock heroes. Um, and, I mean, that's just the music that we gravitated towards, you know. Uh, sometimes when you're 12, you gravitate towards the Jonas Brothers. Sometimes when you're 12, you gravitate towards Marilyn Manson and the Deftones and Tool and stuff like that. And that's kind of just where we, where we went with things. And uh, from there, we just um, really just wanted to learn together and learn our instruments and have fun. And, and it kind of just turned into something uh, crazy and, and uh, beyond our control. It sort of just kind of took on a life of its own, really. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's that... Uh, out of the ordinary. Um, I don't know, perhaps it has a lot to do with the way that we were brought up as well. Um, my sister and I were definitely, you know, uh, surrounded by a lot of a lot of good music. My parents definitely listened to a lot of a good rock and roll. Uh, they didn't, they weren't musicians, but um, we were exposed to a lot of good music at an early age. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it just, well, I feel like all the, you know, most of the, the girls that age that I know now, like my, my goddaughter and my friends and nieces, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to picture, I just, there's, you know, like you said, the Jonas Brothers, that's kind of their thing right now. And I went and looked up, like, some of the popular songs at the time in 96, and there were things like um, Don't Speak by No Doubt, Can You Stop mm-hmm. Me, Lauryn Hill. Um, and I'm going to guess that you were probably more familiar than with maybe Ken Karen's Great uh, Southern Trend Kill or Sepultura's Roots at the time. Yes, actually, you're very correct. I uh, owned both of those albums when I was at that age. So, um, Amazing. It's just kind of, you know, just kind of uh, where, we, where we gravitated to. It's, you know, I mean, there's always, there's always, you know, one in every bunch. Wow. All right. So um, at what age did you start playing the guitar? Uh, around the same time that we that we formed the band, I mean, I took lessons, uh, classical guitar lessons here and there when I was probably like eight or nine years old, and then I really just kind of lost interest until I started to develop my own taste in music, and then I I wanted to uh, I guess switch to electric guitar. So around thirteen, fourteen is when I started to really start to play, and I just kind of taught myself. I didn't really take too many lessons. Um, I did for a little while, and then it just kind of got to the point where it was like well, teach me this song, teach me this song, and, it's, you know, I kind of just decided that I could just teach myself, and yeah, I took it from there. Wow. That's, um, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's just amazing. So, let me ask you this here. So, your first album was Sit in 1999, mm-hmm. um, and the big song on there was Brackish, which I was just listening to today. Mm-hmm. Now, did you do all the vocals on that, or were some backing vocals as well? Um, I did, actually, that is all my voice, yes. All right, so then that leads into my next question. You have this beautiful, beautiful, like, almost choir, choir-like voice, and, and just beautiful quality of your voice, and you can balance out doing those great metal growls and screams. Like, how, mm-hmm. how do you do that? Do you find that difficult? Absolutely not. I mean, it's my job. I've been doing it for 14 years, so... Um, you know, obviously I'm doing something right. Uh, I still have my voice. I can scream my head off for an hour and a half and hold a conversation after a show. So, um, I mean, to be honest with you, it's something that comes naturally for me. Um, I've developed a te- technique over the years that allows me to, to, um, protect my voice while I'm doing it. Um, and, uh, I know that there are people that like, say for instance, teach, I think that particular technique, I mean, I discovered it on my own, 
uh, like people like Melissa Cross. I know the Zen of Screaming is a big uh, a big thing uh, in the metal world. Um, but I'm thinking maybe I might I might start you know giving lessons myself on the road. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll set something up. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I just yeah I I just love your your vocals and I mean listening to like listening to that first record spit. Um, yeah. And then listening to your latest effort um, in the black. I, I yeah. Much improved. Um, much improved. <laughs> yeah, I just. I mean, you know, and not taking anything away from Spin, it was really a good record, you know, but, but just to hear the growth that you've come as a band. Um, Absolutely. What, what can you tell us about putting In the Black together? Because I just say, I think so far it's my favorite record. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, well, uh, I don't know. I mean, In the Black is just, you know, it's just kind of just a natural progression for us, you know, really. I mean, we've released five albums now, and... Um, you know, we, we didn't write anything, uh, you know, the, the way and the process of the writing was not really any different than any other album. I just think at that time, you know, because we were, uh, in the studio, uh, by ourselves, we didn't really have a label. We just, uh, I guess felt a, a lot less pressure and we just really wanted to do and write exactly, you know, the music that we, we wanted. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, I'm, I'm actually pleasantly surprised with how how things turned out with that album. Because, like I said, you know, the environment wasn't any different, you know, writing wise or anything like that. Um, I think obviously um, it is much improved as well because of the input of Tara and Ivy in the band. Um, a lot of our previous albums, most of our previous albums, were written just by Mercedes and myself, and I think. Now that we have had a solid lineup for the past five years, it, it has allowed us to sort of build on that foundation. And, um, I mean, uh, there are four amazingly talented women in this band, and they all uh, contribute a lot to the music, and, and I think that definitely uh, helps to build the layers. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's, what, what a formula. I just... Like I said, this record just really, really grabbed me. And the song that you're still asking me right now has been um, Die My Darling. I was watching the video for that, and so I kind of want to talk about that. I want to talk about, like, where, like, is the song, I guess, how how the whole thing come about? Because that, that video is quite violent. You think so? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little, just a little bit. I, and it was, you know... The, the messy artist game was kind of like the you girls were going after like the stalker or prowler type. Um, yes, definitely. Kind of that that stereotypical seventies porn stash. Yes, absolutely. That's our merch guy, Justin. He's famous. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> uh, well, oh, so how did that come about? Um, you mean that just the actual video? Uh, just like the song idea, the video idea, all of it. Oh, well, I mean, um, obviously, I mean, this, the song idea is, you know, we wrote the song um, during the, the writing sessions for, for that particular album, and it's um, about uh, having, obviously, having disdain for someone in particular. Um, and actually, uh, when we were developing the idea for the video, um, we the, the treatment that came, came about was completely different and we thought that it would be appropriate to sort of do something almost like uh, or reminiscent of uh, the ending of Death Proof where, you know, it's like a, a bunch of girls in a car, you know, and they, they chase down the 
harass her and, and beat him up. And, and we kind of took it from there and, uh, I guess, paid a little bit of homage to that, just the, that whole idea. Um, and we brought our idea to the director, and he really, really liked it. And we can just took it from there. Wow, that's great. Um, so, it, has it been hard for for you girls to be um, well to be women in in a in a genre of music that's really dominated by men? I mean, more and more. Thank goodness we're starting to see more women come out, start to play heavy metal. Um, you know, people like Christina Scabia um, and I think it's Marta from um, well, I can't remember her band, but you know, bleeding through. It, do you guys? Thank you. That was it, bleeding through. So, do you guys ever like catch flack, or do you think anyone's ever like? oh, well, how tough can they be? They're girls. And then you guys probably like, just kick their asses at night? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically, you know, what it's been for the past 10 years. I mean, I, I, I mean, it just in general, being in a band is hard. You know, it's uh, regardless of who you are, how old you are, what, where you come from, your gender. Um, you know, being in a band is a difficult thing, and you have to make a lot of sacrifices, you know, both personally and, and otherwise. And uh, living on the road is not necessarily for everyone, um, so you definitely have to have a specific uh, personality and a high tolerance level for, for bullshit, really, because um, <laughs> there's a lot of it out there. Um, yeah. But, I mean, for us, you know, the whole gender thing, definitely, it doesn't really come into play in, in our minds. I mean, we don't sit around and, and talk about it and debate about it, you know. We didn't form this band, you know, to prove a point or to... Um, you know, fight for, for something, you know, we just really wanted to, you know, we're just a bunch of friends that wanted to get together and, and play music. Um, but, I mean, obviously, you know, there are people that have certain ideas about, you know, what can and uh, should or shouldn't be done, you know, by women. But I like to think that, you know, in this day and age, um, anyone can be anything that they want, you know. Women can be doctors. Women can be dentists. Women can be in metal bands. You know, I mean, the concept is definitely not, uh, it's not that difficult to grasp. But, you know, there are, there are people out there that have silly ideas, and, and but it's not like we're fighting for anything. You know, we just want to have a good time and play our, our music. That's it. That's awesome. So, um, you and your sister, uh, Mercedes, you guys started your own clothing line, correct? Poison Black? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, what, what led you girls starting that? Um, well, actually, we started the clothing line uh, in between albums. I guess it was sort of like a lull in our in our career. And at the time, we actually were uh, without a label, and we sort of wanted uh, another way to express, I guess, our creative ideas. And uh, you know, I think everybody, you know, all kinds of bands have clothing lines or whatever. You know, that kind of that kind of bullshit. But for us, we thought it would be. Um, slightly different, obviously, because we're women and we have that female perspective. And we, uh, you know, a lot of times the extent of, of a clothing line, you know, it's designed by a guy is like for girls is a small T-shirt and like a wife beater. And we kind of wanted to go a little bit beyond that. Um, and obviously, you know, just come up with designs that we think are cool or, um, you know, just kind of reflect our personality or some, you know, stuff that we're into. And that's basically it. You know, it's just another outlet. Uh, that's fantastic. Like I said, I, I did the designs for out there, too. So, so Thank you. Yeah, really We're having a sale really right now, actually. 
I, funny you mention that, because I, I saw that the other day. I was looking, I'm like, oh, I think I need to pick up that hoodie. And that yeah, hoodie's definitely. pretty sweet. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're definitely having a sale right now, so poisonblack.com if you want to go and pick up some stuff, 30 to 40% off, and there should be new designs this fall as well. So. Uh, fantastic. That's a great deal. Hey, so how's the, um, how's the Trash and Burn Tour really going? Like, have there been any highlights for you guys? Um, well, I know what the lowlights were. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually, it's it's been a fun tour. I mean, we definitely, um, you know, it's all heavy. All the music is, is, you know, heavy. I mean, we're not necessarily technically a hardcore band or whatever, um, which kind of makes us stick out. But, um, you know, I think we seem to be go, going over fairly well and, and uh, making a lot of new friends. And um, we're just, you know, we're just happy to be having a good time, you know. Touring in the summer is fun. And uh, as long as there's air conditioning. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, is, where are you guys at right now? Uh, we are in Richmond, Virginia, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you're not too far south of the city. I know you guys are making your way up to Pittsburgh here uh, this coming yep. Thursday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. So, we're definitely looking forward to seeing that. Um, awesome. We're, d- we're looking forward to playing. Here. So one of the things that um that that I've noticed about your band um is that you guys you don't you don't hold back you don't pull any punches and and I gotta say like the things that I like about your band are the same things that I like about artists like Ani DeFranco it just mm-hmm. it's so your music's so raw it's so empower empowering and you just you don't it's, it's, you don't think about, you know, I, I guess kind of what you were saying earlier, you don't think about the fact that, okay, well, should a girl do this in metal or we, can we do metal? You just, you just do it. So, yeah. what, like, what, what led to that? Because like, I was looking at some of the, uh, like, some of the song titles on your first record, um, you know, when you girls were still being very, very young, and you had titles like Spit, Suck, Four, Get Off. Like, what was, what was your family life like, like, for your parents? I'm mean, going to guess they were pretty open-minded, you know, with you doing the things you were doing at that age? Um, yeah, no, I mean, my parents were highly supportive and, in fact, um, very hands-on with the band up until 2008 before my uh, dad passed away. He actually was the manager of the band, and uh, my mom, you know, runs the merchandising company, and, um, you know, they were married for, like, 35, 36 years, and, you know, we had a we had a, we had a great, great life. Um, but... I think a lot of uh, people sort of back back in the day um, with the first album read into things a little bit, uh, a little bit with, you know, a lot of those song titles. I mean, that a lot of those song titles don't actually have a sexual connotation, you know. Um, so, uh, and I think people were just trying to, you know, put that on us um, for controversy or, you know, or spin on things, you know, ooh, they're jailbait, whatever, that sort of thing. Um, and you know what? To be honest with you, we definitely were not stupid kids. We knew exactly what we were doing, and we did it for a reason. Um, and, you know, it worked. I mean, people paid attention and and that sort of thing. But we've obviously transcended the gimmick, you know, like we're, we're definitely a real band about music, you know, not so much the fact that we're, all women or that we were 17 at the time, you know, because I'm 28 now and I'm still here doing it. And, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, you guys have definitely proved your longevity. That's awesome. Hey, uh, so uh, what kind of uh, what kind of gear are you using nowadays? Like, what kind of guitars? What kind of amps? Uh, well, we have a few endorsements. Um, my sister Mercedes, the drummer, uh, is endorsed exclusively by Yamaha Drums and uh, Zildjian Cymbals. And um, Ivy uses Warwick basses, and uh, she's running it through an Ampeg SPT Classic. And um, Tara and I use uh, Crank, and we also use Mesa Boogie. And uh, Tara actually just recently got endorsed by PRS, so she's really, really super stoked about that. She's using the Michael Ackerfeld, um, I guess, signature model. And uh, I am endorsed by Hamer, so that's, uh, that's kind of where we're at. Oh, and Heil microphones. I can't forget that. Heil microphones are great. Heil sound. Okay, yeah, those, I got to say, those are some good mics. So tell me about the Hammer endorsement. Like, how long have you, um, how long have you been playing Hammer now? Uh, I think since 2004, I've been working with Hammer. So, um, like, yeah, they they've always been really good to me. What what drew you there, or like, is there something you um, really liked about their guitars? Well, I think because it's a smaller company, they're very hands on, um, and you know, I I appreciated the the. Um, just the relationship that I could have with them. You know what I mean? Like, if you go to someone, say someone like Gibson or whatever, it's like everybody has a Gibson endorsement, you know, all the biggest names, and, and you know, you'd be definitely a, a small fish in a big pond as opposed to the other way around uh, where, say, for instance, Tamer, I don't, they don't really endorse too many people, I believe. Uh, the, the main one off the top of my head is no doubt, but um, other than that, you know, there's, they don't have a huge roster of, uh, of endorsees, so I really... Uh, I don't know, I just gravitate towards it. And, uh, you know, they, it's all custom, so they do exactly what you want. And uh, I kind of like the size of the of the V as well. It's a little smaller, um, you know, considering my stature. I, I appreciate that. Okay, uh, what kind of tuning do you, do you use? Ah, well, we've tuned to drop C ever since we started. So wow, okay. The same thing, yep. Yeah, I, I tell you, your, your sound is just something. Yeah, it, it's really it's you. right there in your face. I love it. Morgan, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk to me on TV. No worries. And, um, it's all good. That will conclude our interview here. going back a few years that was kitty with charlotte i hope you enjoyed aaron's interview uh, i think he did a really great job again you can find out a lot more information about the show if you go to myspace.com forward slash steel city music fest our friends at concert chaos are putting on this show they do a lot of shows in the area particularly out of charleroi again asking alexandria born of O'Reilly's, kitty stick to your guns impending doom evergreen terrace and a whole host of other bands so check it out ought to be a great day i think it starts at like 11 a.m or noon so uh gonna get 12 hours of a lot of great music for that uh, price so again august 12th chess arena chess with pa 
Thanks for checking out our show. You can find more information about us at ironcityrocks.com. Find links to all our websites, MySpace, Twitter, etc. there. Also some t-shirts and etc. So we hope you enjoy the show and we'll see you next time.